Oi, eu sou Fábio e sou um logolepte. Tchau, alaikum. Nihau. Jumbo. Aloha. So I'm from Tennessee, which is in the southern part of the United States. And we say something around here that is a little special. We say, hey y'all. The word y'all and other second person plural pronouns in English actually have a really interesting history. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get too deep into the etymology and the history of these pronouns, let's talk first about what a pronoun is. So you probably know that nouns are words in a language that refer to the people, places, things, and ideas. Then pronouns are the words that are used to substitute for nouns or to take the place of nouns in sentences so you don't have to say the same noun over and over again. Then when you talk about person in a language, you're talking about the perspective of the speaker. The easiest way for me to think about it is that if you think that you are the only person in the room and you start talking, you probably talk to yourself and you say things like I and me, right? Those are first person pronouns. I is the subject pronoun and me is the object pronoun. If you imagine there's another person in the room and you start talking to that other person, so you start saying like you because that is the pronoun you use for the second person. So that is the second person pronoun. If you think about you have a third person in the room, you can start talking about him or her or it. Or if you want to use the subject third person pronoun, he, she, or it. A first person plural pronoun is if there is more than one of you. It sounds a little crazy, but if you think about it, this would be we and us. And then we have third person plural pronouns like they and them. But in English, we don't really have a formal second person plural pronoun. We're actually the only language on the planet that doesn't. So the word y'all is considered by really pure grammarians to be incorrect English because it's not standard. Yet many may not be aware that the use of y'all is actually considered to possibly be closer to the original Old English language. The history of the use and transmutation of the English second person plural pronoun, and especially the arc of its growth, its death, and its rebirth of usage, demonstrates a great vitality in the English language that I love. So let's talk a little bit about Old English. Old English originated primarily from a mix of Celtic, Latin, and German, all of which contain second person singular and second person plural pronouns. Now, full disclosure, I'm probably mispronouncing some of these. If you want to correct me, feel free to do so. In Celtic, you have thu and sib. In Latin, tu and vos. And in German, du and sie. Old English, not surprisingly, also had second person singular and plural pronouns and ye. Old English also retained the synthetic nature of these parent languages, if you will. So there were also full declensions of the singular and the plural forms of these second person pronouns. Unlike later forms of English, Old English was additionally exceptional in its use of what was called the dual pronoun, which was when you were referring to only two people. In Old English, the second person plural pronoun was actually just as common as any of the other pronouns. So what happened? The transition from Old English to Middle English brought huge change. The shift from a synthetic language, where words relied on affixes to the word to denote parts of speech, to a syntactic one, which relied on word order to show part of speech, meant much less dependency on these affixes, and more reliance on word juxtaposition. Because the dependence on word order increased, and the attention to affixes decreased, declensions of pronouns became less important. As a result, 
Some of the cases, like the dative and the accusative case, became the same, known as the oblique case. One of the most important differences in pronoun usage during the Middle English time period, though, was the complete evaporation of dual pronouns in favor of plural ones. This comes as little surprise, since most languages that have a dual case over time get rid of them. Yet the existing pronouns also had pretty major changes. From thou, thine, and thee, to thou, thine, thine, or thee. From ye, yower, and yow, to ye, yora, and yow. The only quality that distinguished these two groups was number. The thou forms were singular, and the ye forms were plural. During the time of Middle English, however, the concept of using plural pronouns in formal situations was on the rise. This concept was called the TV distinction, referring to the Latin pronouns to and vos. And it was also observed, and still can be, in several other European languages that have influenced English, including Latin, Dutch, and German. While most believe that the French imparted this TV distinction during the Norman Conquest, others think that plurality is a metaphor that insinuates power, therefore making it appropriate for royalty in higher positions to be seen as more more than one. This is a concept that modern English speakers can still probably understand with the concept of the royal we, like we are not amused. Others speculate that this pronoun shift happened because of Latin, tracing all the way back to the split of the Roman Empire into the East and West, when two emperors simultaneously ruled, one in Constantinople and one in Rome. Whatever the cause might have been, Middle English speakers used thou, thy, and thee, originally solely for singular pronouns, to people of lower status, people like children, and people who are familiar. And then they use the forms of ye, yower, and yow to refer to people who are of higher status, and not as plural pronouns anymore. Several writers like Shakespeare had fun with the pronoun usage and the implications that it had for lower class status. Soon, however, infatuation with the TV distinction was over. And interestingly, the plural pronouns ye, yower, and yow, which became you by this point, reigned supreme and took over all of the other thou forms. Eventually, you even took the nominative case of ye. This made them the only pronouns for second person, singular and plural. By the 1700s, thou had all but vanished from the English language, and the second person plural pronoun was no more. And so we had what we have today, you, your, and yours. A lot of English speakers over time have felt that the absence of a second-person plural pronoun is a disadvantage to the language and have therefore started to create their own. In 19th century Ireland, letters from a woman in the southwest start to show the first signs of a new second-person plural pronoun. She says, I beg to ask the last request of ye. I wrote to ye eight days ago, saying I would be ready. I said earlier that Irish did have a second-person plural pronoun, and it was sib. So why does she use ye here? According to her letter, she is an English speaker, and it seems like she goes back to the Middle English usage of ye as a plural pronoun. From here, it became common in Dublin to use yous, yees, and yiz, depending on dialect, for non-standard second-person plural pronouns. They were formed from the Middle English you and ye, and by simply adding the s suffix to show plurality. And when Irish people began immigrating to the United States, they brought this usage with them. It still survives today in places where Irish immigration is very high. In the North and especially in urban areas. Speakers in these regions say use, and experts say that this is almost positively from Irish influence. Irish immigration to other English-speaking countries also affected the use of the second-person plural pronoun. For example, many English speakers in New Zealand, England, Scotland, and Australia still say a form of use. So several forms of second-person plural pronouns came from combining other words. In modern-day England, the most common plural pronoun is to say you lot. Speakers of Tagalog, the current English Creole in Trinidad, tend to combine the words all of you to say all ya. And other Caribbean English dialects have formed words like unu, 
Huna, and Nina as forms of Alya. The United States has several different contemporary ways for identifying two or more people. The most common is in the Midwest, where people often say, you guys. But Southerners and speakers of African-American vernacular English often say, y'all. And several speakers in Pennsylvania and parts of the Appalachians have a contraction for you ones, like you ones, Ewans, yees, or yiz. You guys, in fact, is particularly interesting, as some claim that it is the only major change in the pronominal system of English that has occurred since the loss of thou and thee four centuries ago. As I mentioned, you guys is considered to be the most widespread use of the second person plural pronoun, used especially in the Midwest, the Northeast, and the West Coast. And many consider it to be on its way to being proper speech. However, there is resistance. Some people find the use of the phrase you guys to be an inappropriate use of the masculine form guys to refer to mixed company. Though evidence from as early as 1942 shows that a very small population think of guy as being a male-only word. Some scholars believe that guy entered the English language in reference to the infamous British rebel Guy Fox, who planted explosives as an act of defiance against the government. Remember, remember the Just saying. Fox acted under the supposition that anybody could stand up to the government. So the scope of Guy's meaning spread out to be anyone who wanted to fight against the man, ironically. From there, you guys formed as a second person plural pronoun and a genderless term. Still, other oppose the adoption of you guys as the formal second person plural pronoun for other reasons. For instance, columnist Judith Martin, known as Miss Manners, thinks that the phrase you guys just sounds simply too casual to be used in formal speech. And she's not alone. In fact, several occupations train new employees to not use the phrase you guys when talking to a client or a potential customer. Nevertheless, resistance like this, some say, is just a sign of linguistic growing pains. Delia Rios wrote for the Seattle Times and said, it's the you guysing of America. Linguistic change typically takes one of two paths. It remains marginal, never becoming more than slang, or it enters standard English. If the latter, there is almost always pushback from what linguists call established older speakers. You guys, however, has made appearances in formal conversation. President George W. Bush welcomed back World War II veterans in 2002 by saying, I'm so honored you guys are here. That's my George W. Bush impression. And Prime Minister Tony Blair has also referred to journalists as you guys. Of course, a lot of people will probably question President Bush's formality and or intelligence and education, and some think Blair was using you guys tongue-in-cheek because of the uncommon, though growing, usage of you guys in the United Kingdom. It should also be mentioned that in some places, including New York, Michigan, and some areas of Pennsylvania, some people even say use guys, which may have been influenced primarily from that Irish use that we talked about earlier. Similarly, linguists suggest that the use of Ewans in the folk speech of the South, Southeast, and South Central West in and around the Appalachians came from the Ulster Scots, whose speech was affected by the Irish. The Scots took the Irish use and combined it with the 18th century Scottish pronoun ain, which is meant to refer to a certain person. And this created yin, a non-standard Ulster second-person plural pronoun. Sometimes, too, the Ulsters would say a hybrid, like yins. When the Scots immigrated to America and began to settle in the East and in the Appalachian region, the use of yin, yins, and yins was introduced into American English. The tendency to attach un or in to the end of nouns, pronouns, and adjectives also came from the Ulster Scots. That's a big one. So it's probable that the pronominal Ewans actually arose in North America thanks to the Ulster Scots. Y'all is the next largest North American non-standard second person plural pronoun besides you guys. Though y'all sometimes has a stigma of unintelligence, it seems to be closer to standardization than you guys for one main reason. Y'all has a genitive case. 
y'alls. Many speakers find it really awkward to try to make you guys into a possessive case. You guyses or you use guyses. But y'alls rolls off the American tongue really easily. Furthermore, y'all has a range of plurality. My science teacher in high school used to always say, you have all and then you have all y'all. One major quality also sets y'all apart from you guys. It's widely used in African-American vernacular English, and it's growing throughout the black community all over the country because of its use in hip-hop and rap music. While the Midwestern standard English is encouraged in most media across the United States, rap and hip-hop artists almost pride themselves on being non-standard, so they almost exclusively use y'all. It seems that while you guys is having a relatively negative pushback, a large number of speakers are embracing y'all. Like I said earlier, English is the only language on the planet that doesn't have a standard second-person plural pronoun. And this is all the stranger because it started out with such an ample resource of second-person plural pronouns, with full declensions and four cases and even a dual case. This uniqueness, however, has grown to a beautiful growth and rebirth of a second-person plural pronoun, which I think is unique to the English language. All areas of the world that speak English as a primary language have formed some kind of second-person plural pronoun in an effort to make it standard. They've come through these forms from borrowing, from retrofitting, from innovation, and from foreign influence. So the next time you hear someone like me say y'all, instead of thinking that there's some educated hillbilly from the Ozarks and from the Appalachians, think instead that we actually may be closer to the old English forms, and we may be coming the standard. So now you know where it comes from, and now you are a hillbillette too. I'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Taffy the Logolep. This episode on second-person plural pronouns is actually based on a research essay that I did in a graduate-level course on the history of the English language. So if you're interested in seeing the complete essay along with the works cited page, you can do so on the website at taffythelogolep.com. I'd like to thank Fabio Silva for the beautiful Portuguese opening at the beginning of this episode. And you can follow Fabio on Instagram at fabioscapad, which is spelled F-A-B-I-O-S-C-A-P-A-D. I'd also like to thank our graphic designer, Megan Starling, for designing the logo of Tattoo the Logo Left. If you'd like to get something of your own designed by her, she does excellent work. And you can email her at mrstardesign at gmail.com. If you want to reach me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Tattoo the Logolette. You can also find me on Twitter at Taffy Logolette. You can check me out on the website taffythelogolette.com or email me at taffythelogolette at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, please consider leaving a comment or a review or why not both. It would help me out a lot. Thanks and we'll see you next week. From Yi, Yao, and Yi. From Yi, Yao, from ye yao and yao to ye yora and yao from ye yao and ya from ye yao and yao to ye yora and yao and yo yo yao to ye yora to ye yora and yao